So um, here we are again, Kurt. <laughs> the road, the endless road, man. <laughs> the do you road. Ever, do you um, miss me back on at being back at home, or do you like being on the road a lot? I, I don't really miss it so much. Yeah. I mean, I was kind of ready to get out of Santa Rosa. Yeah. <laughs> oh, we got no. It's, it's, a, it's a great place, and I do miss my family. But um, you know, there's. I think when you're on the road, there's. We, we keep such a hectic schedule that right. there's not a lot, of, and there's always something new coming up that you don't have a lot of time to dwell on those things. But I get it. Do you ever send your family like a six pack of Budweiser? I don't. They don't really drink beer. They don't like beer. Yeah. They're more of a sweet tooth. Ding-dongs, twi- Twinkies, that kind of thing. That's kind of what gets them excited. My family wants me to send them hard candy made out of beer. You know, like butterscotch-flavored oh, yeah. Budweiser or like watermelon-flavored Bud. And then uh, in little wrappers, you know, unwrap it. And, wow, like a Jolly Rancher? Yeah, it'll remind me of them because they, mm, they forget mm-hmm. about me, you know? Yeah? I think they forget what I look like. Is that... <laughs> Oh, yeah. I feel like when we finally come back to town, like, our our spouses might be like, who are you? Yeah. I forgot to do our theme song. Yeah. We kind of, you going to kick that in now? Yeah, let's do it. Two guys traveling around the world. Selling Budweiser to bars that don't have it. It's what they do. They're called Buds. You know, I just realized that's little, what Buds was about. A little super, what? <laughs> it was Budweiser. It's like we're friends, but at the same time, it's like Buds from Budweiser. Right, right. Kind of, kind of nomadic distributors. You know, our theme song changes every show. I was it's just going to say, different. I didn't even recognize that song. How about you do the theme song? I don't. I don't know how to. I don't know. Well, I thought you. Yeah. Yeah. I'm not good at coming up with things on the spot like you are. You're really good at. Well, this is what more like what you're playing, right? Yeah. I like that though. I like the rhythm of that. Beer. The other one doesn't care for it, but that kind of sums up the world in this show. Thanks for listening. Hope we're funny. Five chords. How many chords do you know? I just I know one. You know one chord. <laughs> All right. Strum it differently. Actually, I was just thinking. I was thinking today. I think one of the the simplest songs ever written was what um, was the song that uh, Otto's Revenge did. Yeah. What was that? Why it's, was it simple? It, it's only Otto's Revenge. Just so everybody out there, that's Kurt's band before he joined Butts. 
Yeah, my punk rock band. It's a punk rock band. And and they have this great album out called um Shut Up and Shut Up I'm Thinking. Oh my god, you, if you you gotta listen to it. It's such a good album. But what were you saying about them? The, the simple song. The, the Jerry, the guitarist, Jerry Morgenthaler was the great at coming up with simple things. And so one of the songs that he wrote in 1990, um, it just had two chords. It was just... That's it. That's the whole song. It's just that. Still, I've never seen those chords in my whole entire life. <laughs> but what you were just doing with your fingers? Mm -hmm. I didn't even know that was possible. I gotta tell you, from the fifth fret, fret up on the guitar, um, I don't know. I never use that part of the guitar. It's like I might as well rent out space on the top of yeah, the guitar. Yeah, you might set it up as a guitar Airbnb. Hey, everybody. Tonight we performed in Darwin, Australia. It's a really small town in Australia. And, um, and, but it was, it was a great, sh I, I really enjoyed it. I thought it was like our best show. The audience was just terrific, you know. They were really, yeah, they were really into it. Well, you, they were really into you. Yeah, they were. It turns was, out, yeah. well, I, I'm really big on Spotify in Australia. Mm -hmm. You know, um, I think last year I made $5 on Spotify, mm -hmm. but that translates into about 50000 or maybe a hundred thousand plays, you know. Right. So, I, I think that it's just—I don't know why. Because the thing is, like, when we go to perform, we go up and we run up on stage, we do the show, and then we run off stage, and they give us where we're going to go to next. So mm -hmm. we really don't get to talk to the audience much. Right. right. But they had there was like people that had big signs that said Brooks is number one, and mm -hmm. and. Um, Brooks, president of Australia, things right. like that, for Australian president, and um, Brooks is a Kiwi or something. Wow. Yeah. Anyway, I should look that up, because I couldn't eat anything. Yeah. But it was still, I don't know. I guess ever since I was a kid, I always liked to hear my name or see it mm -hmm. in lights, you know. But and I'm sorry, because they were like, they didn't, they got upset when you started to sing, because I think you weren't me, you know. Yeah, I think that's kind of just how things work in show business. And I mean, what was the songs? What were the which album of yours was it that, that really took off on Spotify? Um, the album is uh, "Brooks Takes His Time." Mm -hmm. Very, very popular. Yeah, Australia. Yeah. I didn't even none of the songs were about Australia. I didn't mention Vegemite or anything that was Australian based. You know? mm -hmm, mm -hmm. But I think um, you can't really figure out why things are the way they are. You know. What's so. interesting about Spotify, I mean, you, you can be huge like that, and yet because the payouts per listen are so small. <laughs> I, <laughs> I mean, know. You're just destitute. Well, I'm on five bucks. I mean, actually, though, I guess it's how you look at it, five bucks. Well, five bucks is nice when, just to get it mm -hmm. with the amount of work. You know, just so you all know, like, one of the reasons that Kurt and I took this job from Anheuser-Busch to tour the world and perform and, 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 and promote their products is because we're, we're getting paid to do it. Right. You know? It's like, it's rare, it's rare to get paid as a musician. It's very know? rare. Yeah. So, so, um, five bucks for a hundred thousand views. And the funny thing is 
two days ago, we were in St. Louis because we did a show in St. Louis. And that's Kurt's hometown. Right. It's a silver ballroom. And there were actually people that came up on stage and removed me from the stage because they wanted to, because I was like, when I started doing my song, about 20 people came up and they lifted me up and they just, and they were nice about it. They didn't throw me off stage, but they carried me off and they set me down on the ground. Mm-hmm. Like it was a fine set of china, you mm-hmm. know, and they set me there and then they just said, could you please stay there? And then they said, okay, Kurt. <laughs> <laughs> well, I had kind of an end because you got... The Silver Ballroom where we played, which is really, for anyone who hasn't been there, it's this, it's a bar in yeah. the south side of St. Louis where it's punk, the theme is punk rock and pinball. So they play punk rock music on the jukebox and they have all these pinball machines. Yeah. And it's owned by the Otto's Revenge drummer, Steve <laughs> Dockrayton. Yeah, so that's right. Coincidentally, he, Steve is from Australia. Um, <laughs> so I'm kind of getting you back for you having your popularity but they're inclined towards their they know Otto's Revenge St. Louis Otto's Revenge played in St. Louis from 89 through 90s yeah. and um punk known in the punk rock scene so we, you kind of had a disadvantage yeah yeah I was gentlemanly enough to sit off stage and just wait you really were you were until you were done although I did kind of get angry and then I I um when we got back to the hotel room I actually Broke your hairbrush. Was that you? Yeah. I thought that, I was wondering how that, <laughs> I felt so bad. Like we were like, you went into the bathroom and I was like, just sitting there on the bed. Like I realized I was upset because I got kicked off stage, but I thought, all right, I got to be grown up about this. So I can't tell you anything, but I just saw your hairbrush on the nightstand and I just broke it too. <laughs> <laughs> That's kind of funny. I don't even, that wasn't even my tooth, my hairbrush. Cause I don't, Use a hairbrush. I'd gotten that for you. I'd oh, give it to you. And I was like, oh shit, this thing got broken. I can't right. give him this gift. Well, that serves me right then, you know. I mean, that's pretty funny though. That's you got it for me. It's like an O. Henry story. Right? <laughs> I didn't, I don't know. What is an O. Henry story? O. Henry story is about like two people have these um, different in- intentions, and they, and then the end of the story, they're like, the opposite happens. Something oh. like what you would expect. Like, I think there's this, um, oh yeah, this guy, he's, he and his wife, like she has this beautiful hair. Mm. And so he buys her this hairbrush. He's, but he sells something really important to get the hairbrush. And then she gets her hair cut and sells her hair. So she can get money to buy him something, which has to do with the thing that he got rid of in order to um, buy her the hairbrush. Mm. So they give each other the gifts. Mm-hmm. And it turns out, she can't use the hairbrush because her hair is all cut off and he can't use whatever he... Wow. So, uh... That's really interesting. But they're nice about it. They kind of laugh. Right. Just right. like... Kind of like our hairbrush story. Yeah, we're laughing. And, um... Oh, you know, Anheuser-Busch herself was at the St. Louis show. And, uh, she was so drunk. <laughs> she was like, oh my God. And I think she's just used to being drunk a lot because she never fell over. Right. So what's that thing like? Did you ever see that thing when you were kids? It was like, they're called weebles. Weebles wobble, but they right. don't fall down. Mm-hmm. That was Anheuser-Busch. Yeah. Mm-hmm. No. And um, she was jolly. She wasn't mean or anything. And um, but her face was so red. Right. You know, I was like, wow, it's like a strawberry or something. <laughs> People in St. Louis like to drink. Yeah. 
Plus, I think, you know, she's the head of her company. So maybe she's under a lot of pressure. I don't, yeah, I don't you know, Anne, you might listen to this. So I don't, I don't know. There's no judgment. judgment. No judgment. I just thought it was endearing, you know. Well, she was excited to see us. And this whole thing's kind of taken, I think it's taken off quite a bit and doing well. And I think they're happy with the results. Do you think, um, do you think that, um, okay, we, so we performed in Darwin and there's this club called the Happy Yes. Mm-hmm. And it's two S's at the end of yes. And we never figured out why that was two S's. And, um, and anyway, they just sell Australian beer. So we had a six pack on stage and, and, um, we opened it cause we opened the beer on stage and, and this guy came up from the audience and he drank some and then he, he got so angry cause he hated the taste of it and he smashed it with his feet. And, um, and when he did that, the beer went shooting out in all directions and, um, and the audience thought that was part of the show. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. that was pretty cool. Like they thought, wow, that's. You guys have the um, fancy stage mechanics going. Yeah, out, you know, they really. Did but they like were that. all soaked with beer, it's, and they liked it. They loved it. They were into that whole. And then you were pouring the beer over your head, and yeah, I mean, people. It's like <laughs> I know you're you're trying to get people all into that, and but I think it's working. People are realizing there's like this sensory experience that. Yeah, I think I'm providing a whole new market for for Budweiser. Just so you, if you haven't heard the other shows, I don't drink beer, but. Um, during the show, I hold a, a bowl under my head and then Kurt pours a beer over my head so I get to experience the carbonation running through my head, which is good because on stage it's really hot. And then it feels great. And so people in the audience start doing it. Yeah. You know? And so I think it's going to increase sales. Mm-hmm. You know? Well, and people in the audience, they're already drunk. So they're, they're already they're, drunk. They're, they may already, not remember. they're already open to bad ideas. <laughs> I kind of the one thing Anne was not, she didn't like when you were saying they should, you know, open a whole new market of, you know, that it could, your idea could open a market for, for kids because they could just pour a beer <laughs> over their heads. She was like, it made her really nervous that you were bringing that idea up. Yeah, I think I, I, I probably should have said non-alcoholic version. They don't have that. Right, yeah. And, buds, um, buds for kids or kids buds or... Yeah, buddies. Maybe buddies. Little buddies. Little buddies. <laughs> and kids, like, after a hard day of school, they come home, open up the fridge, take out a little buddy, snap it open, stick their head over the sink, and pour the little buddy on the top of their uh-huh. head. And it's like, ah, oh, I forget that math yeah, class. Yeah, like all strung out from gym class or, yeah, or all the something done, or some taunting. Or... <laughs> kids are stressed out these days. They need something. And there's just that when you <laughs> open, it's it, you know, I'm of, telling you, I couldn't. When I was a kid, I couldn't wait to be an adult so I could finally take it easy. Mm-hmm. You know, and um, just finally, you know, the stress was over. No more teachers and tests. You know, just just work. That's about it. You know. Wow. And um, you know, it's fun. I wanted to tell everyone when we got or in St. Louis, we got to actually visit the Anheuser Busch Brewery. Yeah. Down there in Soulard with the. There's cobblestone streets, and it's an amazing thing. That's impressive, yeah. But um, it was <laughs> when we were in the area, they actually have the Clydesdales in there that you see on TV and the commercials and everything in this area. You get to go in and pet them. And I was, I was just 
I was trying to get, Brooks and I were trying to get a picture together, and this person who was taking the picture, we're trying to back up to get close to the horse, and Brooks stepped in that giant piece, pile of Clydesdale crap. Yeah. That was um, disgusting. It was disgusting, but the bizarre thing for me was it smelled really good. I thought, oh my God, because <laughs> I saw it on my shoe, and I thought, I expected the odor to hit my face, like, pow, you know? And it smelled like pine needles. Yeah. Christmas morning. Mm. That's what it smelled like. So I don't know what they feed those horses, but they're special. I think they feed them the oats that's from the beer. Ah, maybe. But um, I never wash my shoe off because it it makes me feel... Because I get relaxed when I go out to the woods. Mm. So it reminded me of being in the woods. Yeah. And... um, But it was was a pretty nice tour. It was a pretty nice tour. And... Um, they said we could drink as much beer as we wanted, but, uh, you know, I did, you drank a bunch of beer and then I was like, can I swim in the vat? Mm-hmm. Cause they, I just, I was so excited. I just thought that would be so cool to feel my whole body with that tingling from the carbonation. And I couldn't believe it, but they let me do it. Yeah. Yeah. That was surprising to me because I would think there was like health issues. Or something. <laughs> <No>. <laughs> Maybe I don't, I I didn't say anything about that. I, I was thinking about it. But maybe it's because there's that's alcohol that it just gets rid of any impurities. You know? yeah, oh, yeah. Right. But I didn't want to get out of there. Mm-hmm. But I still smell like... I don't smell like alcohol. Like, yeah, I smell like, like beer. Beer and pine needles. Yeah. <laughs> Jeez, I'll tell you. Why don't you... Hey, can you do one of those songs that you sang tonight for the, the Kiwis? Um, that, um, the the one song that that they you were managed to get in, but they really liked it. I don't remember which one that was. How did that one go? I think it's what an Otto's it? Revenge song. Oh, it was that simple one. Oh wait, was it that one? I'm not sure which one it was. <laughs> Someone, I don't know, the, I don't know the guy's name, but he he had his kangaroos outside because he has a like kangaroo farm. Yeah, like a, a herd of kangaroo that he was moving, you know. And oh, so they were outside corralled. And like cattle, they heard him around. Like yeah, they heard him around like cattle. Wow. And um, like so one of the great things being on the road, like you see how other people live their lives mm-hmm. and such. Mm-hmm. And so, um, and then he was like, he was like, he liked the song, but then he was like. All right, put Brooks back on because he's the one we listen to on Spotify. So he brought in 
it's kangaroo and they push you right off the stage. Mm-hmm. But the kangaroo, um, I guess they're like fuzzy and soft, so it wasn't harsh. Yeah, it wasn't too bad. But it was it, what was it like to have all those kangaroo coming at you at once? Like, what did you think? It's a little unnerving. I mean, it's something you're not used to and you don't know what to expect. So, yeah. And I kind of already felt kind of on the outs because those people were really indie. But I guess he's out there, you know, they're out there in the outback and not a lot to do all day. And so they spend a lot of time on Spotify listening to music and they <laughs> so somehow yeah. found you. Maybe they're, I don't know. I don't, I'm, I'm looking forward to like when we go to some country we've never even heard of mm-hmm. and they love you because you're on their Spotify. Yeah. You know, I mean, did you do some kind of marketing campaign to Australia? Or not at all. Was it, I'm telling you the best things that happen to me are things I have nothing to do with. If I get involved in something, it's sure to fail. But if I have nothing to do with it, it's going to like a hole in one. It's going to be explode. Right. That, that, that's why, that's why I'm really lazy about stuff. You know, <laughs> Like this whole show that we're doing, Kurt, neither Kurt and I were looking for it. Right. And we got this call from this guy named Chuck. Wasn't mm-hmm. that Chuck? Mm-hmm. And he's like, hey, um, I saw you on this YouTube video that Kurt, Kurt did the show called The Art of, what's it called? The Art of Fast Living? The Guide to Fast Guide to Fast Living. He's on this video. And it was like a local video. And Chuck is like, he spends us all day looking on YouTube. Mm-hmm. And so he comes across it and he likes our spirit, you know, and, um, and he liked that we weren't famous. So, cause he'd have to pay us more, you know, he thought, I think he likes that. He's one of those guys that spends all day doing all sorts of things at work that aren't really what he's supposed to be doing. <laughs> but yet he still has a job, right? He's like, I, there's I, those people like that. They're like, there's the there there's earnest people that like show up and they're like they're nervous about doing a good job and they're they get there on time and they they do everything right and they're nice and productive and yet they kind of go nowhere and yet there's these other people that are just doing everything wrong. And yeah. Like, why is this person not getting fired? And yet they like they somehow get the promotion and stuff and they're there at Anheuser-Busch 20 years later. Yeah. Or they get v- to be, at the VP level. Yeah, the VP level. Or they get to be president of the United States. Right. Know. Mm-hmm. It's just, you know, you never know what's going to happen. Anything can happen. You know. Random situations like that. So, um, I what, was that, what was that song? What was that song that everyone liked? <laughs> As or no, no, there was that one song that everyone liked and then you were like all confident. And then you dropped another song, which I actually thought was even better, but they didn't seem to like it that much. Well, it's People a song so that weird. I wrote for my, my wife, Julia. And it's like, the thing is, there were all these girls, these women in the audience that were like, Brooks, you know, because mm-hmm. they didn't know I'm with someone. So um, they all like, Brooks, signs like, what are you doing after the show? Mm-hmm. And, um, and um, their phone numbers and, and, uh, anyway, so I sang a song about my wife and then there's the whole mood change. You can just feel people like, what the hell are you I was wondering that I was not, I was not connecting the dots on that. Yeah. And I just was, this... uh, then the, but yeah, some of them really went from like, like these really 
googly eyes, then suddenly looking really sour. I saw this one woman, and she, before that she was kind of winking a lot and kind of like opening their blouse a little bit. And so after I said all this, she gave me this scowl, like a scowl on her face. Mm-hmm. And then she was doing that, we hold a fist open, you just punch into it. Mm. It was like this over and over wow. again. And it's like, she would point at me and then go, this, <laughs> you know? Australia, <laughs> they, they're really... Luckily, it's kind of a different place. Yeah, they don't hold back, you know. And if it wasn't for those kangaroos, because I was able to like dodge around them, because mm-hmm. there were still some of them in, hanging out, that that, that that was the reason I wasn't beat to a pulp. You yeah. Know? Mm-hmm. And uh, but here's the song. It goes like it goes like this. Woke up next to you Something that I always wanted to do So nice to see you laying there I didn't know that you floated on the air So nice to wake up next to you so nice to think about you while I dreamt last night. I dreamt that you were a cloud in the sky. I was the sun, and I like to shine on you. And after that, there's some more verses, but after that, people were just... <laughs> yeah, I was getting uncomfortable. I was feeling awkward. I kind of wanted to get off the stage. And our driver... Like, her name was Marge, and she's like, I'm not driving you to the hotel. Forget that. So we had to walk to our hotel, mm-hmm. you know? And, um, which is nice, because I like, I don't really get enough exercise being on the road. I don't know about you. Yeah. But, uh, anyway. I had a few too many butts, so I was <laughs> ready to. Well, let's look at, um, let's take a look. So, we're given, every time we perform, we're given an envelope. I've got the envelope here. And it tells us where we're performing next. Mm-hmm. And then what happens is tomorrow morning there'll be someone to pick us up, and, you know, a um, driver, Uber, or whatever, or uh, could just be someone with a cart mm-hmm. you know, dr- drawn by oxen. <laughs> and, uh, and and so they drag, bring us to the airport, and then our tickets are there for us. So here we go. Are you excited? I am. It's like words. Who's gonna win? Um, here we go. To Brooks and Kurt, congratulations on your endeavors to spread Anheuser-Busch's message of the glory of Budweiser beer to the world. That's nice. Mm-hmm. Seems like nice about that. Um, your next destination is Berwick-upon-Tweed in England to perform at the illustrious Lindisfarne Festival. Have you ever heard of that? I have never heard of any of that. Festival. I've heard of the England part. Yeah, I've never even heard of Berwick upon Tweed, but uh, it must be real, right? Um, as always, best wishes from all of us at the main office, Chuck. Wow. Chuck. There you go. Chuck wrote that, and um, so that means we're going to England, to a city we've never been to, and um, well, that's kind of usually how it is, anyway. How many cities have you been to? A lot of places besides Santa Rosa. That's where we're originally from. Um, not, uh, I grew up in St. Louis. Right, St. Louis. And, um, yeah, that's, that's about it. 
Right, right. So we're up. This is kind of um, it's filling a vacuum, mm -hmm. right? It's filling a vacuum. So, so um, anyway, um, we'll we'll be uh, we'll have another show on the way soon, and uh, excuse me, we should sing out, mm -hmm. sing out. We don't. Um, how does our song go? Our goodbye song. Goes like, <laughs> thank you for listening to our podcast. There's over 800 billion podcasts. Thanks for choosing ours. Look us up on Spotify. I could use five bucks. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, five bucks. It's here for Clydesdales. Yeah, Clydesdales and Clydesdale poop. And maybe one day we'll come perform in your town. If your bar doesn't serve Budweiser, we'll be seeing you around. <laughs> you should write a letter to Anheuser Busch. Tell her you want the buds to come perform there. I don't know what rhymes with Anheuser Busch. Anheuser Nush. And as in this, we we need a rhyming dictionary. When how come one of us keeps talking about getting a rhyming dictionary? We never do. But I think it. I think that's what our careers are missing. Yeah, rhyming dictionary. Like, well, well, we need something to read when we're on the road. Yeah, but I think our songs will take a huge notch up. Like, we'll go into the stratosphere because it's hard for me to rhyme, you know. And um, you seem to be pretty good at rhyming. I do it all the time. And... <laughs> there you go. <laughs> well, that was um, really bad. That's okay. and, and it keeps with the low standards of the show. And yeah. I think, and I think let's let's keep let's not give up on the idea of little buddies. Oh yeah, little buddies. I think it's a great it's a concept. Maybe we should we'll market our own little buddies. Yeah. Well, you know, if we start if we start saving the money that we're making from this, mm -hmm. I spend a lot of money on like T-shirts and little tiny statues and, mm -hmm. and it costs a lot because I buy them in the airport and I think that's where most of my money goes you know <laughs> it's embarrassing um, but yeah you, you pay like $15 or something and then you see it and then we'll see it at the gas station for the exact same thing for a dollar yeah something probably like a six year old kid maybe mm -hmm. right? it's like that's what's even worse about it but anyway I think it's the stress of living on the road but um Thanks for um, listening to Buds. I'm Brooks. And Kurt. And um, join us again soon cause, um, because we like when you listen. Thank you.